thank you again to everyone that tuned in uh, <clears throat> for being a part of the Let's Talk About Feelings podcast show on the Reinventing the Tattoo Network. Uh, thank you, Guy, Gabe, and everyone that's part of Reinventing the Tattoo uh, for giving us this space where we can come and do something tattooers don't always do is talk about feelings. Um, and uh, thank you to my always partner in crime, Dusty Pitstick, and hey, our, me. Honor, our honorary sometimes partner in crime, Amber Morgan. Uh, <laughs> so um, we didn't uh, we didn't do the the text about topic before today. We didn't. All right. Do you have a topic you'd like to dive into? I mean, I I think you know what all is trending in the tattoo world recently. Um, look at that sly smile. Uh, let's talk about. Let's talk about. Um, I don't know. Do 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 you have a? Uh, do you have any specific? Thing from okay. there that's been on your mind or let's uh i was just gonna say let's talk about i'm trying to think of how to word it um find let's say finding your people in tattooing okay all right i was gonna go a different direction i was gonna say when people you've um looked up to respected and paid lots of money to let you down let's do it let's but talk about like that I, let's i feel like i, I think that's, that's an it's an offshoot of finding your people in tattooing for sure. Um, so, and and I will say, oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, please. After you, after you. Good, sir. My uh, lead. So, <laughs> we've danced around talking about this one person specifically a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Out of respect and out of not being the ones to want to blow things up. Um, this yeah. is someone that you work for. This is someone that I worked with. Yeah. So since you brought up the thing that's going on right now, um, and if you're not a part of the Tattoo Business Mastery community, you might not understand what we're talking about. Um, I, we're talking I think it's going well beyond that at this point. I think a lot it? more people are... I, I, I mean, granted, I also live in the same city as this person, but the amount of right. people that don't even work at tattoo shops that are reaching out all of that sort of stuff. Uh, like, it, I think it's becoming more well-known. Okay. So um, this is a topic that's pretty near and dear to my heart because it fucking revolves around coaching in the tattoo industry, um, business coaching in the tattoo industry specifically, uh, life coaching, mentoring in the tattoo space. Um, and this dude, Matt Clemmer, uh, I took his class, Tattoo Business Mastery. Um, I believed in it a lot. If it wasn't for Matt, uh, I wouldn't have met Dusty. If it wasn't for Matt, I wouldn't have met a lot of people. Um, me and Matt cried together. We like fucking talked a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, we hugged, we loved, we fucking talked about how to grow our businesses. We had very, very, very great times together. Um, but as time goes on, sometimes relationships change. And I felt as soon as I started doing my coaching stuff, he was less supportive. Um, and kind of hateful behind my back, which then people started confirming for me. Uh, and the way I handled that was I didn't speak to him anymore. Um, I don't always find it necessary to go to someone and be like, hey, I heard you did this. But I feel like with my absence, that spoke enough because I am not an absent person, especially if I choose you in my life. Like there was times where I was like, yo, I'm gonna come and do a guest spot. And then I wouldn't hear nothing from Matt. So I'd go to his right-hand man and be like, what about this guest spot? And I'd plan the guest spot. So like when I choose to be around you, I choose to be around you. So if I don't speak to you anymore, if you haven't heard from me in a few months and you're used to hearing from me a lot, then you know that there's something going on and you should probably reach out, which he didn't until recently. And I felt like the whole message that he wrote me was pretty gaslighty. And um, he highlighted all the good times, but never once the time that like, hey man, I'm sorry, you probably may have heard the way I feel about you or the way I speak about you. 
and that might have scared you away from me. I'm here to let you know I love you and I'm sorry. That didn't happen. It was more of, we loved, we cried, all the things that I just highlighted, which is very true. I still have a weird fucking feeling in my gut talking about it like this, because like this is the first time I've ever done it publicly in the tattoo world. It's usually just talking about my pain and trauma involved with this dude um, and just saying how it sucks and I, I miss him or like how this bums me out. But like this is the first time I've openly spoken about it. And I feel because the beans have been spilt so hard on the one thing, you know, let's all just talk about it, right? Because um, like I do have this weird Stockholm syndrome, right? Where you fall in love with your captor. Um, yeah. I have this thing where like, I just love him and I feel bad that I'm even having this conversation. And like, I don't want it to look like I am going like, fuck this guy. It's just more like, man, I feel like I got let down and this stinks. Um, and that's why I wanted to share my part of it because that's, I thought I had found my people when I found him. I was at a deep low of belief in myself when I met him. And I was just opened this shop and I didn't realize how powerful our movement had, like already was with the rad movement. I didn't notice how powerful I was as a human. Um, I didn't know that I'm actually a successful business person, even if I have a bad week, month, day or year. Like my success can't be stripped from me. But I was in a low point where I thought I, it, it was. I didn't realize I had any of this. I didn't realize who the fuck I was. So like when I met him, he just helped me find a belief in myself that I didn't really have prior, where I didn't have at the moment that I met him because I have had it prior. Because I think we all have been flowing in and out of belief with ourselves. Um, so when I met him, I thought I found my fucking people. And I was like, man, he talks like a preacher. That's cool. Because like everybody thinks I'm weird because I'm always like barking motivation and shit. You know what I'm saying? So like maybe I found a dude that's just like me, that's weird as fuck, that speaks a different language that not everybody knows, but everybody kind of wants to or needs to hear. And so me and Dusty have had extensive talks about this in long length about I don't want to let people down the way that I've been let down. Mm. And he's talked a number of times. He's like, yo, you're not that guy. You know, you're not the one that's letting people down, but I have, and I will. And that's just life, right? And then that's another part of it. You're going to let people down. So are you the people that you have been let down by, or are you just somebody that isn't perfect? You know, and I feel like that comes down to how you handle it. Do you continually manipulate situations to work out in your favor? Or do you just take your fucking beatings and move on? Um, so this kind of just rolls into finding your people, right? A lot of people find me and I'm their people. Uh, and then they're my people. And that's like a thing, right? We all are each other's people. We found each other through the law of attraction, right? It's just real. You know, who you need, who is like you, like attracts like, it's all that. It's just, that's what it is. So we all find each other. We're able to have these in-depth conversations at long length that are fun and healing. But what happens when your people show up to look like your people, but not be your people? I go through this with a lot of young, pretty tattoo girls. And I'm like, look, you here, check this out. I'm not trying to be creepy. I'm trying to let you know you're young and you're attractive. So people are going to be creepy. <laughs> like, So protect yourself. Make sure if a dude is coming around and he wants to teach you all this tat stuff, he ain't asking for something else in return. You know, mm -hmm. make sure clients understand this a financial transaction we're not on a date you know things like that um so know your fucking know like how do you know who, who your people is if they wear your people's clothing and they speak your people's language but turn out to not be your people so like i want you guys to kind of jump on that because uh i was obviously very excited to open up about that um because like i said i don't want to harm the guy but like when you get let down by somebody, man, like he brought he brought me a lot of good, like like a lot of the relationships he helped me build um, by introducing me to my people. Um, he helped remind me of things I needed to be reminded of, like I'm fucking rad, you know. Uh, he helped me be remind me that I needed to know my worth. Um, is he a scam? I don't know. Did I get scammed? 
I found worth in the fucking in the process and the procedure. You know, uh, did I get hurt? Yeah, yeah. That's my that's my emotions. That's my ego. So, when finding your people, are you willing to get hurt to learn your lessons too? Um. So yeah. Man, you know how I feel. Uh, I think that, you know, even a broken clock is right twice a day. I'm also a firm believer that uh, I'm trying to be a cat that takes the high road. And uh, when I left that person's shop, I've heard, I've definitely heard the stories that have circulated of that person's version of how I left. Uh, I know the truth, whatever. I think most people I know know the truth. The other people that were there that watched it clearly know the truth. Um, you know, but it, it really boiled down to uh, I saw things I didn't like from somebody that uh, I didn't really necessarily gel with in the past, but I didn't have a reason to hate. And uh, I saw things keep moving in different directions. And I heard the complaints of a lot of people. Uh, and I took it to heart and I spoke up. And then... Uh, you know, I left. We we talked about it. There was a, a mild confrontation is a soft word for it or a harsh word. It was, you know, heard you're talking shit. Yeah. Uh, well, then you can go. OK, like it was easy. Uh, and I left and, you know, I spoke on it a little bit with the right people at the right times. But I've been a firm believer that, uh, you know, you let people cut themselves off at the legs. If you. Um, not to say that anything being said or done is a witch hunt because it's not, but if you let everybody just suddenly jump on the dog pile, it almost does make it look like, you know, people are coming for me. People are this, don't listen to people when they, that the witch hunt is on versus just like, man, let, uh, let cats get themselves off at the knees and let them fade into obscurity. Um, and it'll be what it be uh, a little bit of high road for you. And uh, it's funny because I've, I have definitely heard the things from that person's camp that I have been accused of spreading or doing. or And it's funny because none of it's true. Um, like I've, I've said more than my fair share, but I've said it in quiet with people, you know, anytime publicly addressed by it. It's been like, yeah, you know, I didn't work out there. They didn't work out with me. I didn't love it. Um, I think when like the seventh or eighth person left their shop. And uh, there's more on their way out that it started turning into people reaching out like, okay, what is the story? You don't have an entire shop quit and make all these videos and do all this. And I was like, I don't fucking work there. I don't know. I know I didn't fit in there and I left and I fit in where I'm at now. I fit in, you know, with my life and my people and traveling and enjoying life. And uh, takes takes too much of me to worry about them. Uh, I definitely see it because it's getting posted about a ton, but it's so much easier when, you know, people I work with or people I know or people on the other end of the country even send me a link or a video that Did you see this shit. And I'm like, nah. And uh, believe it or not, my life is a lot happier not seeing it. Um, right. You know, it's, uh, you know, not to get too political because I know this isn't a politics podcast and I know that, you know, that's not what it's about. But I will say that on both ends of the political spectrum, uh, there's some people that we would probably just be better if they went away and uh, who keep finding their way into the news and keep finding their ways into the tweets and keep finding a way to stay relevant. And uh, it's like, man, I, th I think if I whether whether you are uh, pro our last president or anti our last president, I think we could all agree that if we just stopped hearing about him for a while, maybe things would be a little bit better. Uh, and I think that oftentimes with people of that level of disconnect from reality and narcissism and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, maybe just let them go for a while. Stop feeding them what they want. And, uh, you know, I feel the way I feel. Maybe that's for me to feel. Um Anyone who knows me close enough to know, they, they know the stories. They've heard way worse things from other people, uh, way worse things from people that were closer to that human, way worse things, et cetera, et cetera. 
And, you know, I'm not a perfect person. I actually had a conversation out in Boise, Idaho, recently at the 208 convention uh, with multiple people, but with one of them, somebody who worked very closely to him for a long time and was kind of considered his partner and left on uh, left on their terms. And that's their story to tell. But uh, I mean, you know, I, I told the kind of the story and I made sure to include little things about like, man, I'm not perfect. I'm sure I did my part of you know, wrongdoing. I never claim to be great. I claim to try and think about the group and to try and do the right thing more often than not and try and be a decent person. Uh, but, you know, I'm not perfect. And uh, it was funny on my way out of that shop, there was even a brief conversation on the exit conversation of, uh, you know, I'm not a perfect person either. And that that person said, you know, well, none of us are. And I was like, okay, we'll name something that you've done wrong. And like, what are your imperfections? And they did not have an answer for that uh, because that person thinks they are very perfect. And uh, the moral of all of that is to say that, you know, like I, I'm not guilty of no wrongdoing. I'm a, I'm a human. Uh, so I just keep working on better me and let them uh, themselves at the knees despite the fact that they think I'm in a vast conspiracy to ruin their life or whatever fucking horse shit. Um, but the cool thing is, like you said, uh, it did lead me to meeting some cool people. Uh, you know, I don't think you and I would have the friendship we did without, you know, that collective, uh, a lot of the people and the whole reason I worked at that shop for as long as I did, I never really got along with the owner, but they were never present. There was one point where they were gone for like three months. Couldn't reach them. Nothing. Just like three whole last months. Uh, they had a shop meeting when they came back to basically be like, I heard everyone's mad because I'll reach out to people to take my seminar, but not my own employees. But that's my assistant reaching out to them, not me. And it's like, that's not the flex that you think it is to say, hey, I don't even reach out to my seminar people, let alone my friggin' employees that are keeping my bills paid. Um, and I just, I didn't like it. So I spoke up and then I left and it is what it is. But, uh, you know, through that group, nonetheless, I did meet the employees of that shop, many of whom I'm still great friends with, and I've got killer friendships with and, uh, you know, have traveled to do conventions with and text and send memes and stuff. Uh, and, you know, it seems like if any of them are still there, they're on their way out the door anyhow. So friendships, cool people I get to see in cool places, people like Robbie, who I get to have fun times with. Uh, you know, it definitely helped me develop a little bit of a better relationship with uh, Josh Carlton and his wife, Nikki. And that was a really cool thing where I got to go do Evergreen and 208 and these conventions on that side. Met a bunch of great friends out there that I've got now that want to come here and want me to fly there and flew out to Portland to hang out with Medusa and all them and drive down to 208 together. Um, so, you d you know, like I said, a broken clock's right, you know, at least twice a day. Uh I got to meet great people through it and uh, I've got to watch the timely manner of them being like, why did you leave that shop? And me be like, you got to watch that in Florida. Cause we did villain arts Tampa, like right after I left and me basically be like, yeah, it wasn't a good fit. You know, we had our issues. I don't think they're a great person. Stay la vie. And those people be like, well, I heard and then prattle off a bunch of stuff. And I'd be like, I can't confirm or deny that, you know, you should talk to him about it. Maybe question who you're friends with and why. Uh, and then over the course of the last year, watching them go from like, well, I heard to like, oh, man, fuck that guy. Like they just like are like so. Like I said, they let it unfold naturally and they let that guy kind of cut himself off at the knees. And it is what it is. And uh I don't, I, I try not to think about them. Facebook kind of has been shoving it in my face lately, but let them live their lives and fade into obscurity or do whatever the hell it is they want to do. Mm -hmm. um, but it has led to meeting the people that are my people. And I know who to keep at arm's length and I know who to fuck with. And I know some people who were my people until they weren't. And some people who were never my people and suddenly kind of seem like maybe they are a little bit. And people who are only the people of whoever they're emulating at this particular moment in time. Uh, my shopmates refer to that term as skinwalkers. I'd never heard that term. I don't know if you have, uh, mm. but people who, when you're at this shop doing this, you're a fucking rock and roll badass. And then when you're at the next shop, all of a sudden you're a boho fucking 
you know, witchy person. And then you're at the next shop and you're like a country strong fucking Abercrombie model. Like you just, you emulate whoever you're with. Um, I know people who were my people and then weren't and then were like it all ebbs and flows. But I do think that uh, we work in a cool industry that especially if you travel and you guest spot and you network really allows you to meet people that uh, I was talking yesterday with some coworkers about uh, viewing the U.S. as like the territories, like back in the old fucking vaudeville days. Uh, and like I did a rubber city convention this weekend in Akron and Tony Urbanic throws it super awesome, dude. Uh, they had a live yacht rock cover band play. It was specifically catered to me and me alone. The entire rest of the convention was kind of like, oh, okay, I'm over here. Like, like just jamming the fuck out <laughs> singing at the top of my lungs and the band was clutch like everyone even had to admit like yeah that was a weird choice for attack convention but they were good you know and like i was living my best life but that is to say uh everybody in the midwest man all these people that were at the convention were very um and this is not to diss on the type of people it was but they were very focused on like one style of tattooing very yo we taking home hardware we picking up trophies fam it's very it's very like a certain culture um that was very goal focused on like producing the best of this kind of art and winning awards for it and wanting to do this kind of collaboration with this kind of person and like this type of vernacular and this type of dress and uh i was just out of 208 and i hung out with a shop from portland and medusa and then another shop from cali um and man, everything there was so about why is everybody's favorite artist from Europe right now? What can we do to bring that to the States? What can we do to create other kinds of media? It was just nothing. It sounded like a bunch of art professors just discussing things over tea. It was such a completely different dynamic. And then I go down to the South and I hang out with you and it's all about fucking feelings and emotions and being good people and wanting to create fun and wanting to create just like positivity. It's such like a PMA thing when I'm down there and it's just so, I don't know, everything felt like its own little territory with its own little thing. And uh, I really like that. It's cool to have variety, but I definitely, you know, you find your people everywhere and sometimes it suits different needs. Like I need to go be somewhere that's just positivity and bubbliness right now. Right now I want to go somewhere where everybody is just, you know, this way or that way. Um, and I think it's a super cool thing. I also think that Robbie vanished. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was sitting very still and then he was gone. I realized he froze. But I meant what I said. Uh, go around and travel and find your people. It's a cool thing. And we'll see if Robert tries to rejoin the chat. Yeah. I bet he will. Yeah, as far as finding your, your people, I'm a firm believer of believe someone when they show you who they are the first time. Gut, gut has a lot to do with a lot, for sure. Um, it was actually Robbie who told me, and we can talk about it if he comes back, uh, to start focusing on, oh, I'm going to butcher his words. Oh, admit, Robbie has entered the, Robbie's in the waiting room. Robbie has joined. Is Robbie there? Robbie. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I trick. Just, uh, yes. I just uh, got on on my phone and said, um, you, so, you, yeah. I was saying something, and for a minute, I was like finishing my thought, but I was like, man, he's kind of staring off into the distance. I think he might have frozen. <laughs> yeah. So you were saying, you were like, and then I go to the south and I hang with you. Yeah. Ah, you just want to hear about you. Um, no, no, I was exactly. saying that the, the, the South, uh, when I hang out with you and go down there is always like positivity and emotions and, you know, not that there's not weight to things that we talk about and things that we do, but it is very light and positive and trying to focus on good things. And, uh, if I had to say, um, 
kind of the heart of traveling is going there because it is very like, let's talk about the feelings. Let's talk about how it makes you feel. Let's talk about being positive. Let's talk about being generous and spreading light and spreading love. And uh, it is a place that I need to be here and there so I can experience that and share that with you guys because it's an awesome thing. And the people that I've met down there that now I'm able to hit up multiple clients and have built up a little clientele and like, hey, do you want to get tattooed? And they're all people that when they come through, like, there's, there is something so optimistic and upbeat about traveling down your way. Everybody is just in a in a good place, typically. And even if they're not, it's very, but it's all good. And we're all just trying to be chill. And I like it. Um, and I was just going to say, when finding your people, uh, Amber had made a comment about, you know, when they show you who you are, believe it, versus trying to justify, oh, this, that, you know, if they show it to you, just believe it. And trust your gut. And I was just going to talk about your whole thing about people being a hell yeah. And if they're not, they could be a solid seven out of 10. But if they're not like a instant gut reaction, hell yes. Uh, you know, they can be good people still, but maybe they're not your people like that. Yeah. And, I, you know, so that's one of the things that the shop that is one of our. Um, it's our decider. If it's not a fuck yeah, let's talk about it. Uh, Cause we really only want to do fuck yes. You know? Yeah. Um, fuck yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like uh, that, and, and, you know, everybody, everybody in my family and my circle knows it now. So like if, if, if Jaden's trying to make a decision or if Donna or me, you know, we all just kind of be like, well, is it a fuck? Yeah. You know, like uh, Jaden with picking shows that he, that he does, you know, it's like, all right, well, if it's not a fuck, yeah, is it at least worth going and getting some video footage and some, you know, some photos, you know, like what, what, what level of yes is it, you know, um, because if it's if it's not a fuck, yeah, we can still do it. But like. Don't expect it to, to not suck some, you know, <laughs> like so I always look at it like if you're going to go ahead and be with some folks that might be like kind of yes, like don't give them fuck yeah energy, you know, like yeah. don't, don't run around calling kind of yeah as your new best friend. Like that's probably not going to work forever. You know, it's that deep down feeling of knowing like, you know, this is it. And like, even when we're talking about, you know, people that I've, that I've been mentored by that I, that I really wanted it to work and it didn't. Um, sometimes there's a level, actually every time it's a level of, is this person the right person for me? Well, yes. They're the right person for right now. And that is big because, yeah, I've had some fuck yeahs that turned out to be hell nahs. Yeah. And, uh, I've, I've had some, you were like, fuck maybes. Like, you're like, yeah, you don't right. give them all the attention. You don't give them all the energy that down the line in a clutch, you know, or in a pinch turned out to be uh, super double ultimate, you know, fuck, fuck, yeah, like things adapt and things change and that's part of finding your people is that maybe they're not always your people maybe you need them for the time maybe your paths were meant to cross uh maybe you have a boss that you never particularly like but you tolerate until the point that you can no longer tolerate them but you met a bunch of super gnarly people through them and it allowed things to get better uh maybe you have a killer boss that you absolutely adore and you know when the chopping block comes it just doesn't work out um it's constantly evolving and you're always going to have uh, what uh, we, the joke, the inside joke is the Texas 3am people, because it just always kept being the same example of, well, if I was broke down in Texas at 3am, I could always call this person. And even if we haven't talked in a year, uh, they're going to be there to help out, you know, like, what can I do? I'm hopping on a flight right now. Um, we'll always have those, but there's a lot of people that weave in and out. There's a lot of Texas 3am people that for whatever reason you may not talk to for a year or two. Um, but they're always kind of your people, unless something hugely dramatic and tragic happens. Like they're, they're in your corner thick and thin, even if you don't talk. Um, there's people that you think that about that do not think that about you. There's also people, and this is wild, uh, there's people that feel that way about you that you do not feel that way about them. And you do not know that they feel that way about you. And that's a, that's a crazy world to live in that. Uh, I, I have a friend who is a good friend. I would, if you had asked me like, are you guys friends? I'd be like, Oh, we're very close friends. 
Uh, but I did not realize that I was the level of closeness to him that when he told me he was getting married, he invited me to the state he lives in now for his wedding. And I was like, oh, yeah, hell yeah. And then he like started like, so I'm going to set you up with the maid of honor since you'll be the best man. And we're going to this, this, this and this. And I was like, I was not ready for that at all for this man to say best man. Uh, and it's not that I don't fuck with him. Like, like I said, he's a very close friend, but I thought I was like maybe like fucking 26 on his myspace top eight and uh he he caught me off guard with that so sometimes it's just one of those things where we can't see past our own nose enough to know that people feel that way about us which is a whole crazy other thing but uh let me add to that yeah or we do know and we don't know how to receive it and we don't know what to do with it because what do you like in the matrix when he's like he told me that i was gonna save the world what do you say to that you know like (laughs) like, so like oh i'm your world i'm your best friend you i'm texas 3am for you like fuck dog you were like you know top 24 you know like for me you know what i'm saying like so it's weird when you're like man i I appreciate that you feel so highly of me. Please don't think less highly of me for not thinking as highly of you. Yeah. You know, like, and that's, that's a rough one. Cause then I almost feel like that's the pretty girl at the party that knows she's pretty. Like you don't want to run around saying no to everybody just because you're too pretty. You know, like, (laughs) so like, then you kind of run into, am I a jerk off? Or like, is this person just not my quality of person? Like, or do I not see their value? Like, what is this? Like, that's a hard place to be. Yeah, and and not, it is a weird universal truth to think about, um, but it's true. And I think we all know it at our cores that like, there's a big online debate right now or i don't know if debates the word uh because of the barbie movie coming out about margot robbie that some guy tweeted like ah she's mid you could find a margot robbie in every blockbuster in the 90s and i don't agree with that guy because a she's very attractive b from every interview i've seen and her acting ability in movies like clearly she has a personality and is a fun person and in my personal belief system that adds just as much to attractiveness as actual physical looks Um, but, but that being said, while I can look at her and be like, oh, she's very attractive. She is not, I don't, I don't have a type. It's so across the board. It's weird. I think it is more personality based, but she is not my type. Right. Uh, but I can still see and respect that. And I think it's that way with people too, that you can have a friend that they are like your ride or die. You're like, this is my favorite person. I am obsessed with them. I adore every minute I get to spend with them. And in return, they can think of you like, oh yeah, they're cool. You know? And and it's not, like you said, it doesn't make you a jerk off. It doesn't make you a bad person. Maybe they're not your type. You can still uh, respect, oh, that they're very classically beautiful and that they have this and this or in that version of it. Oh, they're very cool. They're very fun it can still be not your speed. There's a ton of people I know that they're, I, I would think of them to the extent of like, yes, they are great. If we were all out to dinner, I would absolutely chat with them. I have no issues with them. They're very cool. But if you broke it down at the end of the day to like, maybe not similar music taste, maybe not, you know, similar views on certain things or similar, you know, uh, the, it, it is very hard for me in life to have friends that say shit, um, that that has like a kind of a hood vernacular to it when they are not hood themselves. Uh, they, oh shit on God fam, you know, like, like that shit. Like if I'm out <laughs> and about and we're all in a group, I can do it. But like sitting one-on-one with someone that speaks so differently than me is very like, sometimes it's hard or like that, like that client that you get that it's like, we're trying to talk about something together and you can just, not find the common ground and sometimes it clicks at the end and you do sometimes you just are kind of quiet and just kind of oh hey you doing good for two or three hours of tattooing and then at the end they're like well thanks pal and they shake your hand and they go on their way and that's okay they weren't your fit they weren't your style 
you still made it work. But I think everybody has some friends like that that are very, um, you know, just, just doesn't quite click. They're not quite your version of attractive and they can still kind of be your people because they're good people and they don't do bad things and you like them. But you know, they're just, they're, they're not that person. Um, and that was a very rambly way of saying like, you've probably got at least one friend that you would literally drive to the fucking moon for, uh, that is probably like, yeah, they cool. Um, and it's, it's an awkward thing to navigate. There's probably at least one person that you don't realize would do the same for you that you're like, oh, they're, they're, they're cool. They're going to be there. That's neat. You know, I'll say hi. Or like, eh, they're doing a party at their house. Like, I don't know them that well. That's cool. I'll uh, I'll send them a, a fucking edible arrangement, maybe, or something. <laughs> and, and, and meanwhile, they think you are just the, like, dude, clients that I have not tattooed in a year. I tattooed a lady today. I have not tattooed her in well over a year. Uh, I did a couple small tattoos. She was very nice. Every time we interacted, I enjoyed it. Her husband came with her the last time I tattooed her. I haven't talked to her in, like, a year. And she came in today and she's like, I saw all the travel stuff. I saw that you're back from Akron. That's so cool. You won a trophy. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, Ooh, you know, my life like that. That is crazy. Um, And it was just very like, you know, we can't see past our own noses sometimes. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I just had um, the, uh, the bike event and school supply drive yesterday and, uh, you know, it brings a lot of people. So you run into a lot of different people and like run into people that are just so happy to see me and like just think the world of me. And I'm like, man, that is so wild. Do you think so highly of me? We don't even really know each other. And like, it's so, it's so interesting. But yeah, like they, people follow each other on social media so deeply nowadays. You know, we create relationships all over the place. Uh, just because we see each other all the time in our phone, you know? Yeah. yeah. I've, really I've had that way. exact conversation with coworkers recently about like, how do I build those kind of relationships with people that they want to come to this convention hours away to get tattooed by me? How do I build this relationship that, you know, they, they want to follow me enough to see that we're doing a flash sale and to come get a piece of flash how do I get this relationship that this person trusts me so much that if they show up and bless you, uh, you know, how do I, how do I build this sort of relationship that if this person shows up and I'm like, Oh, Hey, I'm not the best fit, but this person in my shop is that they trust me and get tattooed by them. Like, how do I build that friendship with clients? And I, it, to this day, I don't, I'm good at it, but I don't know. Uh, it, it really is as simple as if you try to put a qualifier on it, then you're trying to like sell people on making friendship, which is what weird people that do seminars for that sort of stuff do. And it gets weird. Um, if you have to tell someone, oh, go back through old clients and reach out and say you were just thinking of them or send them a song and say it reminded you of them. Like you're just kind of teaching people to be disingenuous. Uh, yeah. If you're just driving right. one day, on. that though, that I fucking held on to that in a good way because when I do think of someone, oh, I'm, yo, let me get a hold do of it. it. They popped into my brain. But did you do that because you thought of someone and you thought to reach out, or because someone told you to schedule remembering and reaching out? Well, no, yeah. There's, there's like, a, there's a difference. A there's a difference between that. There's a difference between being a good person and saying, hey. I thought of this client, uh, I'm going to reach out to him because why not? Life's too short to not tell people when you're thinking of them and to be someone that charges people to tell them, hey, think of people and send them stuff and say that you were just thinking of them and it will get them to come in and get tattooed by you. It's fucking sleazy. You do shit because you do it. There, There is a guy who was in the booth next to me in Akron who's an apprentice. His name is Logan. He tattoos up in Canton. Uh super nice dude. And we just told dad jokes to each other all weekend. Like I told one of my clients, he's like, Oh, I got some. And we just chatted all weekend. Cause we're tattooing fucking five feet from each other. Uh, we added each other on Instagram and I'm like, I'm genuinely going to text that dude over Instagram. When I think of more dad jokes right. and be like, Oh, Hey man, did you hear this one? And it could be something where once every couple months we send each other a message or like a photo. Oh, that's cool. Tattoo, bro. It could be something where I end up guesting up there and we end up being good friends because 
we just fucking, you know, you find your people that way. But when people ask, you can't teach them that because it turns into being cognizant of like, hey, think of people and send them stuff. And then you're like, okay, well, who should I send something to? Who should I think of today? And then you force it and then it gets weird. You need to just let it happen organically and not not be afraid to be like, oh, hey, that was a, you know, like the artists that like fucking Howie that I love that dude's stuff. He's so good. And he started following me because you and I did that Rick and Morty collab piece thing in Florida. And he, you know, we tagged each other and he liked it. So then he followed me. So every once in a while, when I see him post something, I'll be like, hey, this specifically is fucking uh, Caleb, your dude, Caleb, Caleb Neff. He just posted a back piece yesterday that I was like, I got to comment on that shit because it was fucking clean. Uh, yeah. And he and I don't like know each other super close or whatever. I used to tool around with his brother a little bit doing band shit because his brother plays bass. Um, but we're not like super homies or anything, but like when he won the best of Dayton and I got the third place thing, we were both in Florida at a convention. I went and found him to be like, what up, man? And shake his hand. Um, because I just naturally thought of it, but like, don't be afraid to take those risks to tell people like, Oh, Hey, that was cool. And every once in a while they may even respond and Oh, I like your thing. And like, it just turns into friendship, but it's such a weird line to find of doing what feels comfortable while doing things out of just genuine desire to like i want to be kind to this person oh i want to send this person a message oh i want to do this um and engaging versus being like oh they don't they don't think of me oh they don't know who i am why would i message them it's like fuck it even if they never see it like what are you out that you said a kindness to someone Mm -hmm. but yeah but but not forcing it not being like oh man i really need to get tattoos i haven't tattooed this person in a year let me send them a message to say that a song came on and made me think of that. Like it's such a sketchy disingenuous way to do things. And it's not your people. It's, it's literally a business transaction at that point that you're like, Oh, let me go find someone to say I was thinking about them so I can get someone in my chair so I can get some money. Cause times are slow because my shop is falling apart because I don't know how to run a business because I'm a scumbag. Um, but yeah, you know. Okay, so <laughs> I love that last part. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to run a business because I'm a scumbag. Which, um, so even good people can make mistakes on how to run business. <laughs> oh, oh, absolutely. Uh, do not look to me for any answers on how to do anything. I am making it up as I go. That was not me fucking high grounding anyone. Uh, <laughs> Um, but I mean, you can also, you can luck into running a business well for so long because your people run your business that when you finally try to strong arm it and force shit and it falls apart, it's like, oh, you like, I couldn't imagine. And I think you're a good example of this because you, you do have influence on your shop, but you also give people the room to promote themselves as well and to have personality and to do, are you there? I think he froze again. I think so too. That or he's just zenning out with his eyes closed. He's totally frozen. Yeah, uh, he totally froze. That's okay. I'll finish my thought anyhow. Um, you know, you you can have a shop where you let your employees have a say in things and conduct business the way that they do and let things flow naturally and not micromanage. And it'll actually work better because... Yeah. If you trust someone enough to hire them and have them work for you, you probably should trust them enough to represent things. And if they're not representing the business well and they're doing shady practices and they're doing bad things, you probably should not have uh, uh, Robbie Rapole has joined. Robbie, Robbie Rickroll. Gotcha. Hey, there he is. Did you hear the finish of my thought? We saw you freeze with your eyes closed and figured. No. As soon as you guys yeah. saw me freeze, that was it. The The short version of what I said was, uh, if you trust someone enough to hire them, you probably should trust them enough to represent themselves as well as your business a little bit yeah. uh, versus trying to micromanage how they dress, what they charge, what they tattoo, how they act, how they present themselves online, et cetera, et cetera. 
it's like, man, if something's keeping your business afloat and you're fruitful, why, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And if it's working exceptionally well, why fix it? Mm -hmm. um, so, and that's you know. the fun part because when I was, uh, when I had joined, I was doing really good in my business. Um, and I was really concerned I wasn't. Like I said, it was a, a belief thing for me for a while. And so when I, when I jumped in that course, I uh, started doing all that stuff and it really fucked things up. Uh, Cause I thought I was doing something wrong. Right. Mm -hmm. And come to find out actually the way I've been doing things is actually really smart. Um, and there are minor tweaks and things that could change, but completely throwing away the way I did things and turning into somebody else and their systems and processes didn't work for me. Um, but the cool thing is it helped me find myself as a business owner all over again. And, uh, you know, in that weird way, I'm grateful for having gone down this road. Um, oh, yeah. You know, but yeah, no, totally. It's a, it was a lot of... Um, a lot of stuff that like I thought I was doing something wrong and I'm I wish somebody hadn't been telling me I was doing something wrong and like I, I really was doing it right you know what I'm saying I just like I said I could have used a few tweaks so you know that and that's in the choice of make of choosing who you bring into your in your place and I think the funny thing is I feel attacked when I when I hear you talk about it Dusty because I fell into the belief pattern and then also when I when I when I reach out to somebody, if they happen to be a client, then it's like, oh, cool, I could possibly make money here. But I do it in a more genuine way because I really just like want to make people smile. And if they're on my mind and it takes me five seconds, I like to make them smile. So like I yeah. see where, I see where you're coming from, but like I feel attacked because I was like, but I'm doing those things too sometimes. But I feel where you're coming from saying like it's it's kind of a sleazy thing. But at the same time, how much business have you fucking looked into? Because a lot of business practices, like a lot of dudes that I look up to like learn business from, man, you have to be really careful because like manipulation techniques are fucking huge in the business world. And yeah, so and it's it's gross. Right, <laughs> like it's, right. There's a diff there's a difference between the technique being effective and doing it because it's natural and paying someone to tell you right to do like it, at some point it becomes predatory. And that is the that. big the big yeah. thing is finding the balance between the amount of clients that I have, some of which I haven't tattooed in months, if not years that when I see their Instagram thing pop up, cause I follow clients on Instagram. If we like build that friendship, because I know a lot right. of people that are like, Oh, I've got 40,000 followers. I follow eight people. I don't follow nobody. They follow me. And it's like, I, I fucking love some of these people. They're freaking awesome. I've got a client whose husband passed away about a year ago that watching her post right now, all of her posts are Facebook memories from a year ago of like, oh, having to take my kid to her dad's funeral and stuff like that. So like I messaged her, I was like, dude, I am so sorry. I know it's the anniversary of that shit. If you need anything, you know, we're all here for you. Uh, I didn't do it because I was like, man, I really want to finish that leg tattoo that I actually do want to finish on her. Uh, I was like, man, you know, do you need anything? Um, the amount of people that we know that, you know, you just reach out in those ways because they're just, oh, hey, I saw that you're fucking pregnant. That's awesome. Clearly, I'm not going to tattoo you for at least eight months. Uh, but like dope that that happened or like yeah. seeing a video that makes you think of some random inside joke you had with a client um, that, you know, like, oh, I saw this reel and it kind of has to do with that. Let me send that to them. Um there's a difference between being a good human and remembering things and wanting to like share or celebrate because you're social and being like, I feel like there are for real people that are like, all right, I have no one to tattoo this week or whatever, bake cookies for, or paint a picture for, or make, right. you know, whatever your business is, nobody's getting their cars washed this week. What can I do to think of people that have given me their business in the past 
and coerce them into conversation so that I can steer it towards why ain't you been in getting your fucking muffins baked or your haircut or whatever. Like that, that is, if you, if you have to reach out to someone out of necessity, it becomes weird. And the fact that, like you said, there are a lot of mentor programs and there are a lot of business programs and there are a lot of that, that do push those things in kind of a greedy predatory way. Uh, they're probably not good people either. They probably do great business. They probably have a fucking yacht and, you know, really cool Instagram reel posts where they're doing neat things and neat outfits. But like, I don't know. I, I, if I ever, let's talk about finding your people. If I ever deal with somebody that I have a hard time imagining them being happy in the moment, um, I get real worried that that is that is one of my biggest gauges of hell yeah or hell nah and you and i have had that conversation about a few people specifically that i'm like can you imagine that that person has had 10 minutes of real happiness in their life in the last decade where they were just in the moment laughing and having fun and it wasn't for a photo or for a reel or for show or to get followers that they just imagine some of the worst people we know riding a roller coaster and just throwing their hands up and being like we and if you can't imagine them living in that moment or wanting to do that fun thing they probably suck um yeah. <laughs> imagine we villain arts tampa last year robbie had a drink or two and decided that at 1 a.m., because no restaurants were open, that the smart move was to DoorDash rallies and to just get food for everybody. And we sat out there with, like, Troy that runs the convention. Uh, we sat out there with random-ass people we didn't know. And everybody just fucked up a bunch of mozzarella sticks and fries. And I have a, actually my contact picture on my phone for you. is just you posing with, like, eight orders of cheese sticks at outdoors at, like, 10 a.m. or 10 fucking 1 in the morning. Uh Imagine some of the people we know being on the street, getting offered a cheese stick by someone in a flamingo shirt and just being like, because they have no understanding of fun or the universe or just being down to earth. Uh, I know you fuck with Futurama, the episode where everybody gets the money and like Fry decides to do the hundred cups of coffee and all that stuff where Zoidbergs ends up spending his on hot dogs, uh, turkey dogs and cooking them for the homeless and all the rich stuffy people come out of the art museum and they're like, you're never too rich for a turkey dog. And they're eating them on the street and they're all getting along. Imagine people that are so unhappy with their lives and themselves that they couldn't just fucking eat a hot dog with some homies or ride a roller coaster or like skip. I saw a video the other day of like this older guy gets asked to skip and he's like trying and he's like, I don't remember he how. I how. So long. And he like kind of hops. But he's laughing and having so much fun that like if you don't fuck with it, those are your people. If you can't find people like that, then you're just doing shit for clout and for others and not enjoying your life at all. So one of the things that fucks with me about finding my people is when um, people come around and use terminology that they know is going to affect me. And then like they don't really try to live that stuff. So like if people come to come around and tell me about their, you know, because they've seen my lo- my recent videos about me working out and they start talking about how they work out, you know, that's cool. That's great. I want to connect with you on that. But like, if you don't actually work out, don't talk to me about working out. Like if you don't wakeboard, don't talk to me about wakeboarding. Uh, you know, like if you hate dogs, like it's going to be a weird conversation about my puppies, you know, like so. Um. <laughs> That is funny because, oh, I was just going to say that's funny because I had a deep-seated worry for the first two or three months of our, like, good friendship that you were going to think I was saying the word rad so much because of you guys or, like, rad, right, rad movement. Rad has just, rad, dope, like, I I am a product of being (laughs) a teenager in the 90s, and that is just the word, like, rad and lame and whack and, like, all of that, like, ninja turtles-esque vocabulary it was just me and i was like i hope he doesn't think i'm just saying rad so much because of the fucking rad shit Um, an inanimate object it's all dude yeah right right exactly yeah it's just it's a vernacular that a lot of us share you know i dig it 
but no, I, I actually never thought that once. Um, <laughs> but uh, there are people that like will in, in, like purposely say the word rad, and I think that's funny and awesome. And like, I like that. But um, no, I never thought that once with you. But like, the problem is like, you know, you you hang out with somebody and they start talking to you about meditating and this and this and that, and then you know they hang out with somebody. I guess the skinwalker, right? They hang out with somebody else and they're like stab kill kill and it's like but weren't you just talking to Ravi about meditating on the beach that's weird um so you know it's like it's very and, and balanced you're allowed to have everything because i do want to kill and i also do want peace um i just refrain from killing because it's not really healthy uh and actually i i, I don't really want to kill things as much anymore um I mean, how, how often do I come to you guys and I talk with you about being positive and trying to high road things and trying to want to do better for others and be more charitable and yada, yada, yada. And then, you know, immediately go into the other room with Donna and be like, man, fuck all these idiots, stupid fucking like, you know, we're all well-rounded. Hopefully we're all well-rounded right. human beings. Uh, <laughs> I always joke about, I always joke about people who have like, a monosyllabic like personality like oh what what are you into music and that's their personality or tattoo people what tattoo is not a personality it is a personality trait and right. if it turns out that you're into country music and traditional tattoos and wakeboarding and i'm describing a really weird person country and traditional and wakeboarding <laughs> And you really like Garfield and you really like, uh, you know, fucking retro fashion. Now, all of a sudden you have five or six things that kind of cultivate a, again, I really made a weird personality, uh, but, but it's a personality. But if you just pick one syllable, just art, right. my personality is art. Is it? What is your, uh, some people don't listen to music and that is to this day, uh, what? Like, what kind of music do you like? Oh, I don't really listen to music. You have zero. You don't even have music as a personality. You have nothing. There's nothing you have to say to me. I am not your person. <laughs> I wonder, like, like who hurt you that you don't listen to music? If somebody like, doesn't listen to music, I would think they're afraid to emote. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, there's so many different types of music, like, and they all help you emote, you know? And, like, yeah, involuntarily, we don't really do it on purpose. We just are like, "Wow, this music touches me and shit." <laughs> there's there's a phrase that I use for people when they enjoy things that I don't, uh, you know, outside of like racism or sexism. Like, if you enjoy that, no, I don't. Fuck you. Uh, but like, you know, if someone like there are people that I'm like, "What kind of music do you listen to?" and they're like, "I like to listen to NPR." Uh, you know what? this is the phrase I use, but this is also my immediate knee jerk response. I'm just happy you found something you like. Um, and that's my, like, you know, I've asked people before at the shop, like if I'm tattooing and I'm the only one in the back where my like booth is um, like, Hey, it's just us. What do you want to listen to? And in my head, I don't, I don't, unless they're really cool and we've already really hit it off. I don't put my footprint on those things. I ask them very blindly. What do you like to listen to? Or what, what band are you feeling right now? In my head, however, I'm like, please not country or religious music. Please not country or religious music. Please not country. And every once in a while, and this is a big inside joke I have of just like picking two country-esque names. They're all like Brantley Jensen or like Dirk Tennessee or what the fuck ever. Someone will be like, put on that Paxton Braxton. And I'm like, fuck, we're going to listen to shitty country music. But it makes them happy. And, you know, su such is life. I'm just happy they found something they like. <laughs> but you are not my people. You are not my people listening to uh, Bran Bran Branston Wagon Jackson. Uh, <laughs> Fuck. Well, on that note, it is rounding 5.59 to about 6 o'clock. Uh, Branson Jackson uh, Feelings Hour has now come to a close. <laughs> oh, Brant shit. Brant feelings with Brantley Jensen. Brantley Jensen, he's a good man, makes even gooder music. Play a country song backwards. What's that? 
The dog what comes do you get? back to life. His wife comes to get him. You get, uh, your, yeah. get your car yep. back, you get your dog back, you get your girl back. Yep, everything <laughs> comes back around in a good old you unlearn. <laughs> you unlearn everything you found out at the Chattahoochee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right, guys. Thank you. I love you. Have a wonderful night. And we'll talk feelings yeah. next month. Hey, love I'll you. be there in person. That'll be awesome. <laughs> Good week. All right. Yes. See you guys. Take care.